1: Live by which I mean we're recording. Hey, Guy Montgomery. Hello, Tim bat Here we are, separated by time and distance. Not really by time, actually, we're existing at the same time. We're separated by time with our listener because we're recording this in the past, and we're separated by distance from each other. But what unites us is F9 The Fast Saga, which it is sometimes referred to on DVD and Blu ray box sets but often simply F9. Hi.
2: Hi. It's, um, it's great to, to share. It's great to share this moment with you, Tim, and it's great to have an opportunity to reflect on my latest uh, journey and the latest installment in uh, the Fast 9 saga. The Fast 8, you could call it, I suppose, or Fast 98 or 9.8 or the 8th screening of F9. I had it for breakfast, Um, and that is, I would say, not an optimal serving time. It felt, I guess, to use sort of um, food as an analogy, Mm -hmm. it felt a lot like getting out of bed specifically to order a cheeseburger from Denny's, (laughs) Uh, and it's too early, and it's not like a super high-quality meal. and um, even as I ordered it, I knew it wasn't what I wanted. I've had some pretty up-and-down screenings. This (laughs) felt uh, familiar. This felt sort of quite old-fashioned, if I could refer to to previous installments of the worst idea of all time. This felt like an old-fashioned movie screening. And Um, not, importantly, an old-fashioned, which would be quite nice. That's right. Although, if you were to order an old-fashioned at Denny, I, I, I think it would probably have syrup in it, yeah um I I found myself wishing ill upon the characters in the movie Aww. um sort of a lot of your hallmarks of a of a worst idea screening sort of um willing characters to make different decisions yeah uh and then a, a quite a long period of just uh resignation just sort of like um I suppose going within myself and letting the parts of the movie I weren't enjoying just wash over and around me. I, uh-huh. uh, to to the movie, you know, to the movie's eyes, I'd like to think it didn't appear like it was impacting me in a negative way. But I I knew it was. I was trying to put on a brave face, you know. Oh boy. Oh guy, I'm sorry to hear that. I think the
1: burger at Denny's for breakfast is such a perfect analogy, and I kind of think. There's some crossover between the people who would order that and the people who get fucking jazzed up for F9
2: on multiple look, screenings. Look, do you know? I think historically, you know, we have been the people who get jazzed up for F9. Eight screenings ago, I was there. Unique case. It, it's a it's a
1: different it's a different kind of revved up. You know, it's a special unique worst idea branded kind. Well, um, could you tell me a little bit about your screening itself
2: though? Like were you was it solo? Were we headphones? No, were we was, laptop? Were we uh, T V? They're all they're all good and fair questions. Solo, um, I got out of bed. Can I just and, say, sorry to interrupt immediately, but I like that. I like that
1: you did it so I did it solo too. And mm-hmm. it felt like um, felt like carrying the cross up the hill on There's my back.
2: There's no um there's no world in which anyone was going to watch this with me. I got close. Who was going was to watch with, it with you?
1: I was with some, some friends in Farno and uh, floated the balloon. Would anyone like to watch F9 with me as I need to do that this evening? And there was some, some interest, some hubbub while the cricket was on. Um, and then when it came time to actually pull the trigger... Um, any enthusiasm or possibility of it happening dissipated immediately. Oh wow!
2: So, but you're you telling me we're talking about a night screening well, deserves both. a backlit screen. Oh, it was, a, two-parter. it was a
1: two. It was a two-parter. I I started watching at, I think 9:30 p.m., which is early for me. Like I, you know, I usually sort of go to bed around midnight or a little bit after. But um, I started watching and my eyes got very heavy, yeah, and around 11 p.m., I was like. I can't it stuns no more. So I I shut the laptop down, rested my weary That's head, and then got up bright and early to do
2: part two. What do you think about that? What do you think about the the contrasting strategies to to watching this film? Because to me, going to bed knowing I had more um homework to wake up to, I don't think I could enjoy that sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um no it's all right
1: it's fine I um I think I remember doing this quite a lot with Six and City two I think of doing the two parter when you were because were you was that when you were living in New York no, no that was Six in the City oh that was Six in the City right maybe it was that one it was when we were separated a lot and I would I would have to bust it into chunks because it's just a bit too big to do in one sitting much like a
2: a hamburger at Denny's right. for breakfast. See, you want to split it up. That's what I'm saying. No, you don't. This is the thing. <laughs> you you want to finish it all in one sitting. And even if you don't eat the whole thing, you want to look at the plate and say, I gave it my best. One thing you don't want to do with a cheeseburger from Denny's for breakfast is eat two thirds of it and then doggy bag the last third and like have it a meal later. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Temperature is so important to the ability to enjoy this meal. And momentum. Yeah. You need to get momentum. a run on and keep going and then end it. You can't pause. You can't pause long enough to think about what you're doing. I interrupted you, though, for which I apologize. No, you, no. You're watching in a laptop. Have you got your nice headphones in? You got your Sony's on? No, so I've, I have I wake and I'm, I'm, I slide out of bed in the bedroom, careful not to, to wake my sleeping uh, Chelsea. And then I, I quietly take my laptop and I mm-hmm. just, um, you know, I go into a different room. I open it up and it's, an, it's a no fuss, no nonsense affair. I launch into it. Laptop speakers, there's no trimmings. There's nothing special. <laughs> About an hour into the movie, I had a piece of toast and made a coffee. Uh it was really bare bones, grassroots, um, sort of getting out in the community, hands in the dirt style, yeah, fast yeah. nine watching. Uh it was it wasn't garish. It was not um not done in such a way that I could you know I, I did nothing to elevate my own experience. It was a, it there's was There's a, a real
1: there's a real dignity to that, I think.
2: Mm. You know, you dignity. got down
1: in the in the dirt and you were doing things by hand. There was no accoutrement, there was nothing to make life easier for you. You just got in there and did the work that needed That's to right. be done. On, from memory, a 13-inch MacBook Air from 2015 that overheats pretty easily these days, if memory serves.
2: Yeah, it really does, and the battery runs right out. the The, mm. the computer was fully charged uh, by the end of the screening. I think I was down to eighteen percent. Oh, that's kind of nice that it times it got you through. You know, I they should
1: start so. measuring. They should start measuring laptop batteries in what film or franchise it could get you through. You know, like if you've got a big body gaming laptop that draws a lot of power, it's like you could you could watch the entire um, Fast and the Furious franchise you could well, no because it would it would be like you could watch grown ups too it'll get you to the end of that um, or you could have a, a big battery on like just a little office machine that doesn't draw a lot of power a little low power job and it's like you could watch the first three Fast and Furious movies on one battery or maybe oh. you've got a middle a middle <laughs> laptop and it's okay. like this this one will get you through a screening of Sex in the City 2 woe to go I like that. I like. Richard <laughs> like- <laughs> mm. <laughs> going into the Apple Store and being like, "Hey, this little cute one, the the iPhone SE How, how many times would you say I could watch Sex in the City two
2: <laughs> on, repeat, honestly, <laughs> if it was fully charged up? Yeah, I thought I thought they, I thought I was at the genius bar. Why can't you answer me that? You yeah, know, come fucking on, man. Genius? <laughs> Run the numbers. Do the maths. Do the math for me, please. That's what I'm paying uh, you for, genius. Look, I, I like, because I agree battery life is sort of, especially, you know, on the box, they'll tell you that this electronics consumable lasts for this long. Mm. And I'd say a month after that, the number is no longer relevant. And but it also all becomes what, a lot more What relative. does that mean? What is that? There's numbers on a page, you know, oh it lasts for two hours.
1: Oh the battery lasts for six hours. That doesn't mean anything to me. It lasts for um we are your friends <laughs> twice on one charge. Okay. Thank you for putting that <laughs> well, like, this well, technical jargon of hours into a frame of
2: reference that actually means something to my life. It's something that a, I can it's- understand. I, like, I also like the, um, you know, you go into a, a, an electronics shop. I don't really do that unless I'm in need of a, like, you know, this computer will die before I buy <laughs> you a You are in one. need of a
1: laptop, by yeah. the way, but go on.
2: But you go into the shop and they say, so what are you going to mostly use it for? Is it, um, you know, is it like <laughs> design? Is it video editing? Or sorry, know, what? this, this <laughs> laptop?
1: This laptop's got a
2: very, very
1: specific purpose. And I would like you to tell me what model of of Mac is the best for watching the Fast and the
2: Furious franchise in well, its entirety. It, yeah, yeah. Backwards. If you're into watching movies and TV, I did not say TV shows. <laughs> I, I don't care what makes an HBO program pop. Um, how did so aside from the the circumstance, and obviously mm. to you know your um. You're tired. You're waking up. You're watching it again at breakfast. Besides yeah. from, you know, the uh, the timing of your watch. How did the actual source materials find you, and how did you find it? Them? Was it was a real journey this
1: time. Like I was actually at the start of it last night. I was kind of into it. Um, I was having a good time, and I think there's something too. And I remember this with previous seasons, doing the first watch with headphones on even though this is the eighth watch in total, I think this is the first time I've had headphones in because I believe this is probably the first time we've been separated, right? And watching it yeah, um, away from each other. So I had, had the headphones in and there's just little details that you catch. For example, I can now tell you that Mr. Toretto's first name is Jack. Mm. Um, I heard that this time. And there was a great line of dialogue, which if I may, I'm going to actually earmark at this early stage as my shining light. Of course. Um, which was... I'd never heard it before, and it was so nice. You know how I'm a big Otto guy? I love Otto. It's like my favourite dude in the movie. So, picture this. We're at what I would describe as probably the start of Act 3. We're in the bit with the Beast, that big, long, indestructible truck um, that a lot of action happens inside of, and Dom Toretto explodes, rides down a hill, Mm. regains Mm. control of. But before all that happens... Uh, John Cena, Jacob Toretto and Otto are in there and they've launched the satellite. Um, We're uploading Project Ares into that satellite to take over the world. And uh, and then there's the double cross um, where where Otto double crosses John Cena when John Cena goes on the roof, has to fight the guy. So uh, John Cena says, um, hey, Otto, I've got to tell you something. (laughs) <laughs> and I've never heard this before. Otto goes, "Lay it on me, dude." <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Liked it a lot. It, it was really me, quiet.
2: Lay it on me. Lay it on me, dude. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've actually heard that. Lay it on me, dude. And also, it, uh, that what John Cena then says still irritates me, which is his sort of put down as, uh, "You're, you're spoiled, a rich, pri- spoiled rich prick, and I'm going to kill you." Yeah. And then Otto's comeback irritates me too. To tell oh, you it's something. a great
1: comeback. What's He spoiled, said, Oh,
2: I'm so sorry, no one ever told you. Rich spoiled
1: rich pricks spoiled rich Run the pricks. world. Yeah. You like that. Yeah, man. It's a great button in an action movie. Oh, That's no. you gotta you gotta get into
2: the mindset of like, here's what we're here to do. Um I think uh, it's great. No, it's uh, it's that a lot it's just not it's not satisfying. There's no like hard sounds. There's no plo- there's no hard sounds in any of the words. There's no like... Oh, this is interesting. Because I actually think his he puts a lot in with his cadence
1: that sells it for me. No, but I'm like, sorry I, no I, one I, ever told you. you know... And then he has a beat. And then he goes... And he slows it right down. Spoiled, rich, pricks, beat,
2: run the world. Do they swear in this movie? Do the fast I... movies work clean? Ooh. There's a... I don't... Shh.
1: I was trying to think if there was a shit. I I can't even off the top of my head remember a shit. There's no effing. there's no effing, there's no seeing.
2: No no it's got an M on it. You know they're not letting anyone in. You've got to be of a certain age, and then they're not they're not swearing. I mean it's you know not that swearing defines whether why? something is good or bad, because it's a family movie.
1: Yeah, it's about family and it's <laughs> for family.
2: I think the movie. I think to sell the intensity of some of those higher octane moments. And I think to really sell the betrayal, I need to hear a fuck. It's such a fantastic word. I like um,
1: it when they put one in a movie like this. Yeah. They're like the the parents and the, the um, you know, board that rates the ratings board will let us have one. So we've just got to get that garnish and really pick our timing on when we're going to add it add it to the dish
2: i just think spoiled rich kid is such a like it's it's to me it's um all of the sounds all of the consonant and vowel combinations are too they're too soft they're meek like let me catch p- something to you then um what if
1: instead of he said world it changes the the tone of it a little bit but he said run this
2: joint run this joint because you got a hard joint. t Ace. It's no, nah, it's too, it's too much for Departure. spoiled okay. rich kids run the planet. Planet, this is for some. I'm, I'm going to Captain
1: Planet when you're putting it like that.
2: What I'm about this? He's like you're combined. a sport, rich kid, and I'm going to kill you. And he goes, "Oh, I'm so," and uh, instead of saying, "Oh, I'm so sorry, nobody told you." He goes, "Um, oh, I'm so sorry, did nobody tell you? I don't give a fuck. That's good. That, that's good."
1: Like, it's, love that. That would be the perfect place for... Uh, because he's a baddie. So if the kids are coming in with dad, you know, to the Cineplex to watch this, but yeah, you bad. can you can get
2: him to swear because he's he's a paragon of bad behavior. Yeah, yeah. Bad people swear. And it, it uh, I actually... I wonder, you know, it'll be interesting to trace the um, origins of swear words in the Fast and the Furious franchise. It sounds like a university-level thesis. Um, <laughs> but it's also interesting, you know, because the the build up the part where they're in the what do you call it again the the big truck the it's called the beast they refer the beast. to it as the beast yeah. yeah I actually really enjoyed John Cena's acting it was one of the high points for me today and Jesus even in that, Christ when, when they launched the um the satellite he goes I can't remember what he says the satellite's in low orbit and John Cena turns around and he says begin I really liked that <laughs> I thought that was really nice. Hey, can I tell
1: you something that I really honed in on? Because you notice certain things when you're watching solo, especially when you got headphones in. So, when John Cena has... Fuck, what bit of the movie is it? Has he done the switch over to be a good... He's standing next to the pro. I'm sorry, but this movie's kind of hard to follow. I know that I've watched it eight times in like very recent memory, but it's still there's certain sequences of that. I rewound it on this watch because <laughs> I <laughs> mentally checked out a little bit and I was like, "Wait a minute! Didn't the beast explode? How's Vin Diesel driving the beast?" And then I was like, "Oh!" And I rewound it and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course, of course, it expl like they flip it on its back." And then they explode it. And then he rides it down a hill, flips it back onto its wheels and starts driving it again. But in my head, it doesn't make sense that anything could take that much damage and keep going. But there's a bit where um, Jacob, John Cena is standing next to the, uh, Oh no, it's Dom. This is why it doesn't make sense. Sorry. It's Dom. So Dom Toretto is standing next to um, Project Ares, the supercomputer thing that's uploading to the satellite system. And he's just standing there while it's uploading. If he took it out at that point, they're, they're good. They're done. They don't need to risk um, Tyrese and Ludicrous's life in the Fiero Pontiac with the rocket attached to it that's in orbit over Earth by driving through a satellite. Is it, he is just Ram- take the computer is, Ram- is Ramsey there too? They're all standing next to the computer. Ramsey's, saying you- Ramsey's there going, oh my God, it's uploading. It's at 90%. We've only got a few. And she beams up to that. They're on comms. She's in the room with Dom. She says to the guys, guys, we've only got a few seconds left. And that's and, when they make the heroic decision to drive through the satellite. But if Dom just fucking reached in and grabbed the
2: computer and took it out of its do you know why, housing. Do you know why he can't? Why? Because he can't unclench his fists.
1: It's all canon. That's so sad. But I, I respect what you're putting down there, but he actually does reach in and grab it immediately after they drive through the satellite. He takes it out. Once he could have done that at
2: any point. Oh, Mr. Um, Mr. Bloody Plot Holes over here, they call them, I mean, eh?
1: look, to, and to, <laughs> to be fair to the movie, to be fair to the movie, there are some glass doors that open. But like, I feel like he opened them.
2: Private Inspector plot hole. Reporting it's for me. duty, sir. Just hey, going over the movie with a magnifying glass. What about another this? Thing, another thing. While I'm <laughs> on my bullshit for
1: F9, did we mentioned um, the uh, continuity era last episode? Right, we got that on the record. I, I honestly,
2: I can't remember. When we were with <laughs> the great Vinny Bennett and he was pointing <laughs> yeah. out his necklace dips in and out of his t-shirt during the, the um, flashback fight scene with the man who killed his father. It bears mentioning for two reasons. Number one, it's a pretty obvious continuity error.
1: And two, we had missed it and we watched this movie multiple times. And that makes me think,
2: Guy Montgomery, we're losing our fucking edge, dude. Oh, come on, man. There's a lot to get your head around. There's a lot to take on board and to be fair we're working on a shorter runway this screening like you know do you know what was interesting is that i know that i'm only watching this movie one more time and mm-hmm. even so i still couldn't i couldn't celebrate that i still was just doing the work of getting through the movie today um I'm sorry to hear that bro it's it's really no trouble i actually there's a few moments that really jumped out like it's interesting to think about the actors acting in this movie they're, they're all reporting for duty in their ninth Fast and the Furious film and yes it's a good paycheck and for some of them it's probably the the, the main you know cultural currency they still have but um, when there's a, there's a scene where it's like they, they all go to the Mr Nobody's former secret hideout you know yeah. and it's this sort of labyrinth tunnel and there's a, there's a lot of the movies actually set there and uh, Dom's sort of trying to wave everyone off he's going whatever's happening um it's on you know it's on me He's basically right. trying to say don't you, you guys don't worry about this i got it and then there's just like i could, i really read between the lines of the performance from Tyrese and Ludacris where Tyrese is like whatever's on you is on us and it yeah. I, it just it, it's so it, and then uh, Ludacris is something like let's get to work and it just felt so unconvincing like if this was <laughs> a relationship that would start a fight where he'd be like, whatever's on you is also on me. Let's, yeah. let's get to work. And you'd be like, look, I, I don't want you to do this if you don't want to do this. Yeah, you're right. It's like they started a whole
1: fight for that scene that then they gave up on writing. They're like,
2: you know, I just, I, I feel like they're like, yeah, yeah, well, no, yeah, yeah it's fine. We'll um, Well, d- we can d- stick around and help out. There's
1: another moment of that in the same location when... So they're discussing what needs to happen to shut the Project Darius satellite down. And Mia... No. Uh, Letty says, we need help. Because they're like, we to pull this off, we would have to go to space. And uh, Tyrese is like, that's impossible. This can't be done. And Letty says... We need help. And then Dom says, We'll do it ourselves. And we need help is like the perfect scripted line to introduce another character. Like, I thought we, I didn't think, I've seen this movie seven times prior, but that is the perfect opportunity to grab someone from, like, I don't know, too fast, too furious, reinsert them into the franchise. It's like, oh, blah, blah, blah is back to help them with a rocket. Yo, that's fucking cool. But then Dob just like shoots the balloon out of the air with a goddamn rifle We've got by all the saying help. we'll do it ourselves. And then they do. Yeah, they do. We've got all why the help put, we need. Why
2: put like why why open up the possibility of we need help at all? So from you know? what I understand, there's a, a cavalcade of um featured players returning, or in my experience appearing for the first time, but I understand returning. You know, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Why open up the idea for audiences and cast members alike if Vin Diesel's just going to say, no, yeah, I got this. Where's the yes and? Yeah, man. These guys wouldn't cut it at UCB. Um, a few other things I want to talk about with you, Tim. I want to hear them. Uh, first things first, right up the top, uh, they're at the barn and... uh. Vin Diesel's working on a tractor with his son, Little B. Yes, he and is. Just would love to see him spending more time in the tractor for a start. But they, they get some uns, uns, um, uninvited visitors and says, are mm-hmm. you expecting company? And Michelle Rodriguez says, no, or whatever. And they say, Little B, just like we practiced. And so he has to go into his little crawl space yeah. and hide in this little box. It's like if if you're living off the grid yeah. and people are after you, Yes, and you've practiced this so you know that this is a circumstance that might eventuate, Yes, give the boy a proper panic room. Like if this is something you're rehearsing, if this is something you are counting on happening, what, why is his hideout a sort of, you know, one meter by 50 centimeter hole in the ground? I think that's a good point.
1: Yeah, you're right. I was going to say because they wouldn't find him there, but you could, you because could, it's, so, it's it's slightly subterranean. It's just in the floor bit of the could, barn.
2: You could pad that out.
1: You could put a Nintendo in there for him or a chair just, or something.
2: Just make it something which isn't him, like, literally cramped into a crawl space yeah. listening to hear if his if his dad and stepmom are being murdered. Well, so what's the play? If he goes in there...
1: Because I assume Dom Toretto's like, and you don't come out until you hear my voice or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude's got to get murdered. He's like one of the most wanted men on earth. This franchise has led us to believe at this point. And uh, then what is Little B going to do? Just starve in a hole? That's fucking horrible.
2: Yeah. Did you see, was it Jodie Foster, that movie Panic Room?
1: (sighs) Didn't see Panic Room, but I think that is Jodie Foster. Give him a Panic Room. her and her daughter, they have to like go behind that bookshelf and then they're in there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you can see home.
2: everything that's happening. She was in another one, Flight Plan.
1: I don't even know. But tell, me plan? About,
2: tell me about Flight Plan, man. I know nothing about it. I am, I'm trying to remember it. I remember being thrilled and none of it's staying with me. But there's a, a, a terrorist on a flight and um, she knows her way around the plane. I guess from memory, she's got to stop them. Oh, Jodie Foster does. Yeah, Jodie it's Foster. Maybe she's she's a she's a good a good thrilling actor.
1: Did you ever used to get her confused with um, Julianne Moore? No, who's the Absolutely. one from Mad About You? Oh, Helen Hunt.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you think they kind of they look similar? Aviation engineer Kyle Kyle is flying back to New York with Julia, her six year old daughter, and the coffin of her husband. During the flight, Kyle wakes up from a nap and discovers that Julia is missing. Whoa. Hectic. Handle I feel that. like
1: they don't need to be the coffin doesn't need to be on the plane.
2: Oh, come it's, on. It's a step You too wanna far. know. You wanna you wanna you wanna no no no, you wanna the dead can have passed away. We can be there with the daughter.
1: That's enough. We don't have to don't, be don't, transporting don't the body. Troubleshooter
2: movie. You don't. You haven't seen. <sighs> that rocks. Is the other thing that the movie does? Is it rocks, Tim? Does it? Is, does yeah. Flight Plan rock? It rocks.
1: Okay. I um. Do you see? They're, they're making another Twister. Speaking of and Hunt. Hey.
2: Yeah. It's exciting. It's relevant. You, it see, you see more and more of them.
1: That's the truth. That's the goddamn truth. And you want to know why? Fucking Joe Biden as president is allowing it to happen. (laughs) And 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 worst standing official position on this. We won't stand for
2: it. That's why we're both sitting right now. Old slow Joe's. He's not quick quick enough off the mark to say no to twisters, cyclones, hurricanes, and other wind-based weather phenomena. And that's why we need to retake, we,
1: the GOP, need to retake the Senate, the House, and the White House so we can stop these weather events.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, Tim, you know I'm a huge advocate for hiring an objective professional, licensed professional to tell my problems to, so that when they tell me what they think, I know I'm getting it straight. I guess that's why they call it BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash all time. Well, I want to, I'm going to say something to you now, Tim, and I want you to know what, how it makes you feel. And go on. Nice necklace, Queenie. Diamonds and emeralds never looked so good. confused do you know when I I hear Vin Diesel say that line when I hear him say that line that's how I feel when I do a bad audition (laughs) when I hear him say that line I get the feeling of when I've (laughs) said a line in an audition for something and I've thought nah not getting
1: it Oh, oh. oh dear you think it's a bad read I think it's a shocker I don't know what it's supposed to communicate, which I guess is exactly what you are you're sort of referring to. Because it sounds it's a
2: little horny. It's it's a little it's a little bit horny. Well do you, I think we haven't <laughs> focused on it because it's it's like a um, it's a setup to one of the best line deliveries in the whole movie. Just Helen Mirren's Dominic Toretto. Yes. An all timer. I don't think we will see
1: or hear a better line delivery in the franchise than that. I think that's going to forever oh, remain. No, it's, the it's a shame
2: because we are developing an immunity to it. But the the fact of the matter is, the impact of Helen Mirren being revealed as in the film, mm. and we we like oh wow Helen Mirren, you know. But you take her speaking voice for granted. You think she'll just sound like Dame Helen Mirren, like you know no. the sort of, uh aristocratic sort of British version of herself that we've come to know and love but she's doing a pantomime accent (laughs) she's like what do poor people sound like again oh that's right drop every T
1: conceivable
2: hello hello hold on I've almost got hello (laughs) hello Dominic Toretto do you have a shining light guy for this watch I do I do and it's uh, it was the beginning of my love affair with John Cena today no, um, it's the reveal. It's they're in Monte Quinto. Uh, the 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 fast crew are dealing with the local military, and they're sort of trying to outgun them and outrun them. And then there's this. It's 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 everything at once. It's um all the parts of movie making working in perfect synchronicity to deliver a moment of what I would call movie magic. Wow. But The sound design slows down, and there's this shot of a, a car like a at the top of a sort of plateau overlooking the, um, you know, the the carnage that is being wrought on the fields of Monte Quinto. And uh, the camera pulls out and we see, um, and the, the, the sound designs are like, and then we it's see. It's the
1: Transformers sound effects, yeah, right? During and some we of see John
2: bit. Cena, or we actually don't know it's John Cena. We see the back of someone wearing a Toretto cross, like, you know, mm. sort of, casually slung across his shoulder shoulder, like you know just to get it out of the way looking surveying what's in front of them in binoculars and the the camera move the performance the set design the sound design everything is like wow this is a significant moment sorry can i just ask when you say his performance
1: we're seeing his back of him looking through binoculars that that acting performance that acting performance what are you talking about? There's, it's like a three-second shot which starts with his butt, which, an all-timer, speaking of all-timers, that's an all-time butt. And we go up, <laughs> you see just the back of him lift binoculars to his, yeah. to his face, and you think that's where you're I, going. Has John
2: seen it? He knows how to act. I literally don't think a single person could give a better performance of that action. Wow. I don't second-guess any of it. I don't even know that I'm watching a movie in that moment. I think I'm just watching a man looking through binoculars. You think that's hard? That's a hard. That's a hard
1: acting Didn't assignment say it's hard. to you. Didn't say it's hard. <laughs> just says. He, just saying he nailed it. You're inferring it's impressive, and I feel like it has to be a little bit hard for you to be so impressed by it. Uh, but it, maybe not. Yeah, it and doesn't. So, and and listen. It's your shining light. How dare I? But yeah. it's a crazy thing to be so enamored by
2: a man with his back to the camera, putting binoculars to his face. Oh, look, you're, you're zeroing in on the fact that I I highlighted the performance for uh, credit. The whole. The, okay. The,
1: it's the film. Whole, yeah. The yeah. filminess that, of it all.
2: That whole part of the movie works. Oh, Good for you, man. Well, good, good for, for the movie too. Yeah, good for indeed. the franchise. Do you know who I love? Who J D. Pardo? Who that? I love his name. He uh, he play He's the actor who plays Mr. Toretto. Oh, Jack. Yeah, we've got his name now, bro. It's Jack. Mr. Toretto works as well. It does
1: feel uh, appropriately respectful for the for the character. Are you yeah,
2: looking he's forward to? Are you looking forward to? Um, Whipping the scab off a new film? I am. Big time. Yeah, of course. What are the rumors... It's an you've, interesting... Hmm? What are the rumors you've heard about Fast 8? Fast 8? Um,
1: one side of my brain has been whispering to the other side of my brain that um, we're going to see a lot of Vin Diesel. Um, <laughs> there's no Han in this one. Um, probably no Gal Gadot. Um... What I would like to discover is what crazy vehicle they put in this one. Because I feel like they started doing that after about three or four. They were like, okay, cars are done. What have we got? Submarines? I Uh, feel like it's
2: going to be submarines.
1: Is there a helicopter in one of them? A tank? I think a tank was like a big introduction into one of them. Although maybe I'm thinking of that really bad Die Hard that I saw at the movies. Where they drive a tank through...
2: The streets of Moscow. I want to say. Movie, movie man. Yeah, yeah. I'm Timmy to brag, Bat but... is a movie man. He loves movies,
1: guys. I want to. I want to see what the vehicle is, and I want to see what the cameo is. I feel like that's can the I, groove that they got into.
2: Can in I tell later you what fast whispers I've heard on the grapevine? Go on. I've heard it's a stinker. I've heard. Ah. Oh. I've heard it's a really bad movie. Oh no. Worse than this one. Maybe. Hard to say. I mean Hard we'll to find say. out. You know, mm-hmm. will will you feel uh, uh will there be a sort of a twinkle of nostalgia in your eye as we as we wave Bon Voyage to Fast Nine? Yeah, it
1: will be um a small but emotional goodbye, I think, to a movie that we've spent the last two plus two months plus one week with. Um hey, so before we end this episode, I want the both of us to create a new top five, and it's our it's it's Tim and Guy's top five line reads and fast nine. What do you say?
2: Well, for me, uh, number one obviously is uh Oh, you Queenie's- starting at one? Yep, Dominic okay. Toretto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I actually like. There's a scene, it feels like a scene from Ricky Gervais' Extras, like where they show you a little glimpse of the project that's being worked on in the in the world of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's the one with Samuel L. Jackson when there's a guy giving a big speech before they reveal it's Samuel L. Jackson. He's going, I've got five detectives doing this. I've got that. I've got a partridge in a bloody pear tree. Yeah, what do you yeah. want me to say to them? And then the camera goes in on Samuel and he goes, Tell him Uncle Sam's in town. Yes, there's a the guy. He's a bit of an Owen Wilson lookalike. It's when they're on the cargo plane after the Monte Quinto thing, uh-huh. and he says something. He says he, his lines like, "Look, we're in the clear, but this thing is a mess. The headlines out there: secret spy agency in a fight with covert operations or whatever." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I can get you where you need to go, but then I'm going to have to back off. And and dom, dom says.
1: I appreciate the favor. And
2: he goes, I got to stop doing so many favors.
1: That's that's good. That's a really okay, cool. So that's in there. That's for there. sure. Uh,
2: I think I'm trying to think this this so oh, I'm, I'm I'm putting Chalice Therons um
1: uh East LA is a tough enough place to grow up, but it was living in your brother's shadow that turned you into this.
2: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's got to be there. Absolutely. And so long as we're sort of going down that road, I do think uh, Tyrese Gibson's Dom, we're talking about Cypher, the woman who killed
1: the the mother mother of of your your child,
2: child is uh, really sort of nice and nonsensical. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to be fair, John Cena, got to give it to him. Says the woman in the box. Yeah, nice. There's our top five, everybody. Lock it in, print it
1: in stone, and uh, hide it in one of those bunkers that's got a lead containment unit. So in the nuclear apocalypse, the only things that will survive are the cockroaches and Tim and Guy's top five line reads from Fast 9. With that, Guy, I'd like to bid you a congratulations um, for this recent viewing. Uh, and. I very much look forward to us, I think, being back together for the final. I mean, we'd have to, you know, for the final watch of F9. We've got to wow. facilitate that.
2: You know what Janet Jackson says? What'd she say? She, says, she I said, dream put,
1: put my, put my uh, hey, get your hand off of that, Justin Timberlake. I'm going to get in trouble. She says, uh, I dream about us together again. Mm. That's good too. Goodbye, everybody.